0: Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen, to Ball Watching STL, a St. Louis City SC podcast. I'm Jake, one of your co-hosts, joined here on this lovely Wednesday by Justin. You got a nice little smile there, Justin, today. I assume you're having a good little day. Let's let's get into the episode. Uh, Thank you all for, for joining today and for tuning in on the podcast platform. So we've got a fun five side today that I think all of us can kind of relate to. Uh, Talk about a little bit about San Jose, wrap that up with a bow, and get into a preview of Real Salt Lake uh, coming up here on the weekend on Saturday. The team will be heading to the mountains for this one, which should be a good matchup. And then we'll finish off with the Grahammer, of course, some of our predictions, and then listener questions, and maybe get a little bit into some controversy that that was spurred uh, the last couple days. So stay tuned for that, Justin. Five aside for the week this week is dog breeds and the inspiration there comes from the nicknames I've been seeing tossed around potentially for the team in the dogs. So we got to keep it on, got to keep it on brand and we're going to go to dog breeds for this five aside. So I'm going to kick it to you first and I'm expecting to have a pretty tight draft here.
1: Yeah, I think I, I think I know what you're going to go with is your first one and I'm going to give it to you since it is your dog. So I'm actually yeah. going to go with my dog and I'm going to go with the Labrador Retriever. I would say, I already know what you're going to go with. So I won't downplay yours, but having three options, I think they're the most, the best and the most round, well-rounded breed, they're friendly, athletic, intelligent. They have chocolate, yellow, black colors.
0: I love, I love labs. Certainly. That's it's a solid choice. I actually grew up with labs as well. So labs I'm, I'm partial to, but I appreciate you giving me this one and I'll give you that one. So golden retriever, is my number one i have one english cream specifically i like the the light light coat but they have some super cool types of colors of golden retrievers and like one of the most loyal pets dogs they're also very smart uh so i i love the golden retriever that is that is my number one
1: shout out lily jake's dog shout out to lily we see her a lot um i'm gonna go with another one that i think is a main staple the german shepherd extremely intelligent easy to train athletic, very good with people and also very helpful with people with disabilities. You see them as service dogs a lot of times. So
0: big fan of golden or sorry of the German shepherds, a dog with some flex, man, the, the, the dog can, can, can do a lot of things. That's a good one. I'm going to go to the Siberian Husky oh, for dear. my number two. So, I mean, what, what's not to like about a Husky? Has anyone watched any of the the Husky based movies, snow dogs, I believe one of them. There's another really good couple of movies I cannot think off the top of my head, but one I'm like where they're all left behind and there's a big snowstorm coming. It's a great movie. But Huskies are loyal, they're super smart, they are also very athletic and probably don't love to be pets, I would imagine. That's their that's not their their main purpose, but they are beautiful dogs. And I think Husky is a solid, solid number two for me. They were on my list, so I'm I'm sad that you
1: took them, but they weren't next on my list. That goes to the bernice mountain dog i love those big boys they're just cuddly dudes cutest little dogs they get up to over a hundred pounds as well so i mean i don't know if they're athletic or what i don't think they need to be i just kind of need them to lay there so i can lay
0: with them so bernice mountain dogs great like, on my board on my board uh i'm gonna go to the great pyrenees i think these are really really pretty dogs as well i've i think i've met a couple of them but i've always kind of they're not the most common dogs. You don't see a lot of those running around out there, but I think they're beautiful dogs from what I've heard. They're pretty good temperament. Uh, So that would be a dog that I'd be interested in looking at. I mean, I'm kind of a large breed guy. I definitely skew large breed. So that'll be the theme on mine. I can tell. I can tell.
1: Um, I'm going to steal one here that I think that you may, you may, you may not like kind of when I did the brewery type thing, I'm going to go with the golden doodle. And so it's still, it is, it is its own breed. It is. And it's so, I'm going to go ahead and just make an easy one and say, it's got all the, good qualities of a golden retriever but it doesn't shed so i'm gonna go with the golden doodle i love golden doodles, small medium large any size
0: yeah but sidebar it does have all the good qualities and i love the not shedding thing but i don't like the poodle outside of the not shedding thing i don't personally i'm not a doodle fan of any type of doodle so i'm actually what about, about snicker doodles I, I could get into some snicker doodles that that's for sure uh, but but when it go. comes to the dog side of the doodles not a big fan but you know what we'll see what people think for okay. that for that for that pick Uh, I'm going to go to a, actually not as large breed. Now that I say it, uh, I'm going to go to the Beagle as, as my fourth, right? My fourth Beagle. I mean, come on. Beagles are cute. Yeah. They whine. They cry a lot for sure, but they're cute dogs. I mean, those, those floppy ears, like, come on, there's not much to not like about that. I'll agree with you on that one. And I'm also going to go small with my fifth because you got to get a small guy, something
1: quick. It's also an extremely cute dog. So I think I'm gonna run away with it. I'm going with the Corgi. Oh, I think corgis are absolutely hilarious. I don't, I would never own one myself, but the way they waddle and the little butts, I think they are just hilarious dogs.
0: That's fair. That's fair. I had corgi on my list, actually. I think a corgi, you can't hate a corgi. You can't see it and be like, screw that thing, man. That, that, that dog sucks. Uh, so I'm actually going to go with my final, more of a medium sized dog to the border collie. I think the border collie is a solid all around type dog. You know, I don't know too many of these either, but from the ones that I have met, they're very nice, very, a little bit on the, on the shy side, but, but good size as well. And I love, I love the hair on the border collie. So border collie is rounding out my, my picks. All right. Quick recap. I started with, I had lab
1: German, then I went great Bernice mountain dog, golden doodles and ended with cute little corgis.
0: What about you? I had the golden retriever. I had the husky and then I had the beagle. I had the great Pyrenees and the border collie. This will be a good one. I think I'm going to come away with another dub. You, you've only won one. We
1: keep forgetting to mention it's this. I literally won them all. What do you mean it's skewed? It's
0: an inside job. I'm convinced you're paying people under the table for this one. So Yeah, the, I'm literally blowing you out. Not losing sleep. One votes. Sure. Not uh, losing sleep. Not losing sleep at all. But you know who probably is losing some sleep is the Earthquakes, man. Those guys got rocked at nice City pun. Park. Nice, nice pun. Thank you. Oh my God, I didn't realize. Thank you. Yeah, losing sleep. I was gonna maybe it was a little dark. I was gonna say losing sleep. Maybe an earthquake came through overnight. That's yeah, too far. Probably yeah, probably. no. I mean, it kind of did for them on their Saturday night. I mean, th- this was a a dominant performance from a team um from our squad from City. And everyone talks about the oh, the first expansion team to win four games. You know, blah blah blah. Expansion aside, we're the fifth team since two thousand to start the season with four or more wins. The last uh, per, uh, team to do that was Montreal in twenty thirteen. So it hasn't been done. It's been ten years since the team has done what we just did. And that's expansion team aside. So impressive night, an impressive record for for the boys. Obviously, you all know how dominant performance it was. You know, we we had more XG than, than San Jose, but not by much. So I want to go to you, Justin, on that. In, in terms of thinking about this game, we all think we dominated it, which I still do think we did. But explain kind of how they could have a higher XG, kind of close to ours, but lose 3-0. So... I'm not I'm still trying to understand the whole XG thing, but I think the two
1: highest points that they had were the sitter that Cal had from the yep. PK spot, which is wide open shot, and then also the one that we talked about where they played a ball literally inside of our six, and there was three of their guys. Cal slid and nicked it. If he didn't touch it, the guy in the back post absolutely just takes it one touch into the back of the net. So those are higher quality chances. I mean, Joao Klaus's goal was probably very low XG when you think about it from that sense yep. too, because he was a one man wrecking ball through six defenders. Yep. So I, I would say that, but then also when you look at it, it's not just an XG game. I mean, the first half, it was 1.01 to two to 0.23, yeah, was but then they took it on in the second half as well with a 1.12 and a 1.67. But it's not just the chances you create. It's about the play within the game. And we had eight of the 10 highest player performances per foot mob yeah. on our team. And so I think it's also looking at the breakdown of the game. And that's why it felt so dominant is that they couldn't play through us. They had to change their playing style and yeah, they might have had some good
0: chances here or there, but it was a dominant performance by us. It was. And your your biggest player showed up. Your your Edu Leuven, your Joao Klaus. Between them both, Joao Klaus has got three goals, one assist, averaging 0.82 goals per 90 minutes. That's a great stat. Leuven, one goal, three assists so far this season, averaging 0.75 assists per 90. He's our leading passer by over 30 passes. So everything, he's, he's basically the lifeblood of the team. It kind of just runs through him. And between the two, they also get into the game. They get into duels. They both had 16, which was the most of any player during that game. So they both had between them 32. And they're just getting into the into the actual game state as well. You could see Klaus throwing his weight around. Edu Leuven had a couple guys bounce off of him. I didn't know he had that going for him. So I loved to see that. And Klaus made team of the week for MLS. Also joined by Jake Nierwinski on, on the right back, on the bench. But still, a, a great nod for Jake in the that defense. That great to
1: see. I would, I would say a lot of defenders, it's it's definitely a defensive-minded uh, position that you're going to see them coming on to the the team of the week. And a lot of those other guys probably had a goal. So for him not to have a goal and still make team of the week, even in the bench, is great to see. We're switching it up. One guy we didn't see, surprised by, is Carnell. And I think they're probably just trying to give some of these other coaches a Yeah, spread a the love. Yeah, exactly. I mean, how do you not pick us to w- when we were then
0: now going and we – uh, made history and one three oh, but yeah, I didn't make it. And accordingly, we'll wrap this up. We're, we're climbing the power rankings, everyone's kind of coming up to realize that you know they probably weren't right to put us at what 29 at the beginning of the season. So, MLS has got us going from six to three now, third ESPN put us from 11 to now fifth, and 90minutes.com put us from six to second. So, the lowest we're ranked is in the top five among those three sources. I, you know. I think the truth probably somewhere in the middle there, but still, that's that's great to see that some pundits are actually giving us some attention and some some credit.
1: Yeah, I'd say for right now, it's what we should be getting that credit. And then you also have per Opta's goal power rankings for clubs. We've entered the top 500, coming in at 473. I don't know what that means, but I'll take it. I we're, mean, in we're top climbing.
0: top 500 club in the world according to to Opta. So hey, I you'd think kind of, but there's a lot of teams in the world, so. Yeah, who knows? I'll say knows? one other
1: thing that we should note real quick uh, about that game, and kind of just in the outside news as well. Kyle Hebert, he had an incredible game, and it showed because he's got got his first call up to the Canadian national team. So Good if time. you think about it, he could be playing alongside
0: Alfonso Davies. He's Absolutely exciting for
1: a guy just from Missouri State.
0: It's deserved. I mean, he went undrafted, went to Missouri State. We signed him at City Two Scouting Department. Did a great job looking at his talent. He came into City Two, rocked it, has rocked it so far with the first team. It's nothing but deserved for him. And I love that Kyle's getting that that praise and that I mean, going to the national team, that's always a cool deal. And Canada's on the come up too. So we're very happy for him here. All right, Justin, let's let's do the, the giveaway winner. We didn't do that yet. So we uh, for anyone that didn't know, we did a we built this city giveaway for a gift card to the pitch and we asked you all to tag a friend and get your game prediction down below we're not going based off of who got the prediction right which could have been something good in hindsight but congrats to you all that did get that did get the actual prediction right we'll do it we'll do we'll 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 specify that will get a little more
1: entries i think this is a good start just let's let's get everybody in there let's build it up let's
0: share the love we've got everyone's twitter slash instagram handle that enter the competition i think we got over 23 entries so happy about that and we're gonna spin the wheel, baby. Grease it up. I don't. I didn't like that. Yeah, grease that it made up. Made me feel a couple. Everybody on the podcast. The wheel is spinning.
1: Oh, Ryan the goalie it. underscore one. Don't know if that's Twitter, or
0: Instagram, but we'll find out, Ryan. We'll find out, Ryan. We will. We will DM you and make sure that you get the gift card to the Pitch, our newest and incredible sponsor. You know, I mean, the Pitch. If you haven't checked it out yet, you definitely should. Um, It's a great
1: time for a plug. They have great ambiance, great decor. Their food's incredible. The bar itself's incredible. It's a great place to watch games, just hang out before or during or after games.
0: Check it out. Certainly. All right. Let's get into the fun stuff. Let's let's talk about Real Salt Lake, RSL for short. So RSL, for anyone that needs a little crash course on them, they joined the league in 2005. They've won one MLS Cup, and that was in 2009. But really – Let's take the last couple of seasons. Since 2018, they've made the playoffs to the quarterfinals twice, semifinals once, and then had an off year. And then they've made the playoffs the last two seasons in a row. Uh, They crept in last year, their last spot, actually. But 2022 was somewhat kind to them. Like I said, they they got the last spot in the playoffs in the Western Conference 12 wins, 11 losses, 11 draws. So, like a little bit of everything going in for, for Real. And the one thing that we're seeing that's consistent with
1: last week, they were awful on the road. Unfortunately, we are going to them. So at home last year, they were nine, three, and five on the road. They're three, eight, and six. But like we said, everything can change in the off season. Doesn't mean that the atmosphere is going to be that intense, but, and we'll talk about, I think more about what the, not just the atmosphere, the altitude can do for the guys later on as well, but yeah, just finishing out where they're at so far in the table in 2023, they are one win, two losses and zero ties Eighth in the Western Conference, behind San Jose and Austin. Uh, their one win um, was against Vancouver. That was away, and then their other losses was at
0: Seattle and home versus uh, Austin as well. Yeah, yeah. And just some quick notes on these games. So Vancouver was their opening game, and they won that game two one. They ended up scoring two late goals after the seventieth to come back and win that. They were pretty much outplayed for most of it, and they were just more effective on goal conceded on a corner of course they also de- like to attack direct as well which you might, you might see some similarity with our team on for seattle that was just a bullying seattle just ran train on rsl they had an seattle had an xg so expected goals in the game of 2.79 to rsl's 0.48 i mean i don't know if i've seen a bigger one yet this season but that i watched some of the highlights for was just a beat down that these guys got but austin was closer austin was closer for him that's yeah. that's for sure
1: austin with the 2-1 loss they took an early goal had a quick bounce back and evened it up and then conceded then again shortly after so it sounded like a very quick uh quick play with those three goals there they didn't actually have point eight nine to austin's 0.12 uh they had shots 17-6 on goal 58 possession pretty typical game i'd say but it sounds like they could lose their focus pretty quickly on that one. And I will say the one thing that I will note in their three games, they did not have a game last weekend, so they only played three and we played four. They've only had three goals and all three goals have came inside of the box. So I think one thing to note for us is making sure that we're very tight marking there on set pieces, balls whipped in not getting beat
0: one-on-one off the dribble. So something to keep an eye on. Yeah. And something else to keep an eye on is some of their key players. So got a couple here to, to list out for you. Um, but the top one I'd say that a lot of people think about when you think about RSL right now is Jefferson Savarino. He's their right wing. It's a 26-year-old Venezuelan international. He had uh, seven goals and four assists in only 19 games last season. He was he did a stint for 18 months for Atletico Mineiro in Brazil where he kind of lit it up. He won a couple trophies, put up 22 goals. 21 assists in 95 games, and he's worth 5 million currently. Unfortunate here thing. And Justin, I actually wrote this when I was doing the notes was he was called into national team duty for Venezuela. And the last that I've heard is he didn't go. I don't know what that means or if there's drama there, but that he probably will suit up for them against us. Of course.
1: That's weird. Yeah. I mean, I, we have, we have someone that also had a similar situation, but he didn't, he, it wasn't a choice that he was yeah. like healthy and I'm not going to go. Right. We'll touch on that. But Justin Glad, center back. Other guy that we should talk about. 26-year-old American. Uh, he was their team MVP last year. He has some U.S. men's youth national team and some U.S. men's national team look. So a guy to keep an eye on there. And then they have a 33-year-old Croatian guy and their captain, Jake. Yeah, I love Honor, this guy's
0: name. D- I, Demir, uh, Demir Krylak. He is – yeah, I love it. I wish we had a Krylak I'm in the team. But he's an attacking midfielder, kind of like a second striker. He's been their leading goal scorer a couple of the last seasons. Like you said, though, he's 33 He's their captain, I, I think he started every game so far for them this season, but he's kind of like the Gioacchini, but a lot more experienced and, and really tries to add some of that veteran type experience to the younger actual striker uh, for their system. So, those are the three guys to be aware of. Keep an eye out. Let's uh let's move on to the style, yeah. Move on to style. So, they're, they're coached by uh Pablo Mastroeni. I don't know if I'm butchering that name, but basically. He's built a team that's just kind of hard to beat at times, and they have just enough attacking flair to get some goals on the board, but not a whole lot. Uh, they, they changed their system up quite a bit last season, but this season so far, Pablo's been going for a 4-2-3-1 for the last couple of games. Regardless of shape, tactics, formations, whatever it is, they're a team that's very, very focused on playing direct attacking soccer. They're not going to waste time. They're not going to possess the ball a ton. They're going to look to make it hurt. They're going to look to cross the ball. And sometimes even just rely on a guy like Savarino just to make magic out there.
1: And I'm not too concerned when you think about that style with us. That sounds like they're going to play, try to play very direct. And we'll talk about some injuries that may be concerning for us later on. But I think as far as them just trying to lump balls and play through us, if there's not really a style, I'm not too concerned. I mean, I think we can handle it. Balls in the air. Roman Burke is going to be coming off his line if they're trying to play a
0: lot of through balls. So I think we'll be completely fine there. I agree. I agree, Justin. Well, before we get into some storylines, I did want to share a quick opportunity for you all. So uh, we have aligned ourselves with the folks over at Nyko Sports. And like we said, I think we mentioned this before on a prior pod, but they have this really, really cool commemorative ball they're actually selling right now. I have it up here for anyone that's looking visually, but essentially it's like a white and city red paneled ball. And it's a commemorative ball. Like I said, there's not much memorabilia out in the market yet for such a team that's brand new like us, but they released these beautiful balls. They're only made 5,000 of them, beautiful balls. <laughs> Each one of them comes with a certificate of authenticity. And really, they, they could be a really cool way to celebrate and remember this, this team and this undefeated start and just our MLS expansion history. So, but the only collectibles, like I said, on the market right now, especially around this team, and you can get yours with a discount if you use code ballwatching at checkout. Um, so if you go to Sports, N-I-K-C-O-sports.com, uh, you can check out, buy this ball and use code Watching for $15 off at checkout. And that ball can be yours. What a cool way. To remember the season, especially how memorable this one's been so far. Exactly, I think it just adds to the excitement with us being four zero. That's something
1: that if you weren't able to attend the first game, or even if you were, it's something to help remember the kickoff. and No pun intended uh, of our inaugural inaugural season. So, oh man, the puns are flying around today. Just I mean, it's a huge dangerous puns, and dad jokes puns. I'm all over.
0: So it's a dangerous day to be a pun uh for the boys here so all right uh let's continue on and justin i have lost the document but oh here we go that's why you got a co-host baby <laughs> let's go with trends and storylines what Fire are we us up.
1: for in this game yeah let's start with real salt lake again before we get into us the better team obviously uh they're missing some key players on international duty uh we thought there might be severino but he'll be apparently with uh playing yeah. against us then you look at the midfield Oeda and luna and then their center forward ruben yeah, and are some guys that they're going to be out on their national team, so something to look forward to. We will also face that problem a little bit. We'll touch on that. They're a strong, experienced core, but very reliant reliant on Severino. So tough that he'll be sitting there, but I'm still not concerned. And they're dangerous on corners. Justin Glad that we already talked about it. already has two goals on corners so far this year. So that's what we're really talking about. We need to mark up tight and
0: make sure that we don't let in anything easy. Yeah, and in terms of how they match up to us, more specifically. Expected goals for them this season so far per ga- per game, so per 90 minutes, is 1.49. We're actually the exact same as them. So two teams with about the same ex- expectation in terms of how many goals we should be scoring. But to caveat that they're actually underperforming their their goal tally according to XG per 90. So meaning, all to make it simple, they're actually scoring less than they should be according to the quality of their chances they've been given. Um, they've conceded in all three games so far this season, no clean sheets. Can't say that for us. And, a little hot stat, they have the worst goals against so far in the league per 90 minutes. So they've played, what, two away games? Obviously small sample size, but they seem to be conceding the best and the most amount of chances to opposition when playing against them. And
1: that's per XG. That's not the total goals that they've taken against. No,
0: it, it's expected, yeah. goals, against, so expected XGA. goals against. Yeah, yeah, yeah
1: well i think that's going to be perfect for our team and let's talk about our team a little bit more i think one thing to note is our depth will be tested with perez and hebert are both out on international duty we thought that bloom would be out with south africa but he's not going to be he still has covid is what we're going with for yeah. right now for the sickness um and then parker with the groin we're not 100% sure if he's going to be back or not on um on game day so something to keep out or keep a look out there and so I think we actually had this question. Um, the next one is, who will be our center back pairing, Jake? I know Bartlett is probably our, our most likely choice. Um, we don't know if Parker will play, but then you got uh, John Bell and Josh Yarrow. What are your thoughts?
0: Yeah, I I think Lucas Bartlett, with his performance against San Jose, I think he has to start again. So he's he's the lock for me. What I'm seeing, the John Bell situation is interesting because he, he played for City 2, got some minutes under the belt, but he didn't even suit up on last Saturday against San Jose. So I don't know if there's something going on there, if the if the injury is just continuing for him longer than expected. My personal take would be we're not going to have Parker back either for this if they're playing it more conservative with his recovery. The last thing you want to do right now is rush Tim Parker back into the team and have him aggravate his injury. So I think they'll be cautious with him. So I'm thinking that Bartlett will start probably at right center back like he did last game, and we'll have Josh Yarrow pair up with him at left center back. So that's my predicted center back pairing. Unless, you know, Carnell just shocks us and goes with a back five and puts three center backs in there, which is possible. We'll see. I don't, I don't think we
1: need to need that against Real Salt Lake. Yeah. They're barely scoring goals. I think we'll be fine. Um, the only other thing that we can touch on in our team, uh, the second best XGA in the league. So expected goals against of only just over one, 1.04 per 90 minutes. That's us. We're strong defensively. Not worried about the gel back there. And can we force errors in dangerous areas? I think, like we talked about, we always are. We're already leading the league in turnovers in the opposition's third, and we're capitalizing on those. So we're winning possession, attack in the third seven seven point eight times per game, which is so we are technically behind one team, but I'm not going to mention that team. We will later on. on. We We will later on. Yeah, we'll talk about that (laughs) team later. What else are you looking forward to for us, Jake?
0: In a similar light, I think that's a great stat for winning possession and attacking third. In a similar light, for that that really complements our press. And another one that complements our press in terms of stats is passes per defensive action, PPDA. Uh, so just to simplify this, that's a measure of how many passes the team allows before logging a tackle, an interception, a challenge, or a foul. So basically, how long do we let them play before we stick one in on them or, or, or take the ball?
1: getting a lot of acronyms
0: going here it is like baseball stat territory passes per defensive action yeah it's like the war of baseball yeah um but yes it's an interesting stat and for us it's more interesting because we allow just over eight of those per game so imagine every single possession that real salt lake is going to have they're going to average at the most eight touches eight passes per possession because we're there to either foul take the ball put in a duel, put in a tackle, whatever it's going to be. So we just, we aim to disrupt. And I love that, that we're, that we're doing well there. Atlanta is the only team that has a lower pass per defensive action rate, um, but not as often in the final third where we, make, where we make it count. I know you already mentioned that stat. So the the okay. underlying numbers also looking solid. It's not just the results for us. So we love to see that we're outperforming our, our XG per 90. We're actually scoring more actually than expected and it's a couple of small things I was pulling here, Justin. I was doing some digging before we hopped on here. Our win percentage in the second half is 100%. We have never lost a second half so far in the season. Knocking on wood there. So we're a strong second half team. And 50% of our goals are coming from two 10 minute windows in the game. It's the end of first half, beginning of second half, 41 to 50 minutes. And it's the just before the final sprint in which is the 71 to 80 minutes so that's where we're getting over half of our goals so far we scored 11 right so half of them have come in those two time windows i love that that's a great stat we're yeah. closing out and starting half strong and then we're closing yep. out the game strong before we park the bus great yeah let's not, not to say that we're even a second half team that's just saying that we we outplay the other team in the second half typically right. or at least outscore so i totally Great all right, stuff. I'll
1: top into the next thing,
0: starting 11, which is actually going to be shaken up a little bit uh,
1: with all these guys, either injuries or looking at um, their national team cap. So, yeah, he's going to share that for all the uh, the people watching live or we're catching us later on YouTube. But I'll kick us off, Jake, while you're pulling that up. Yep. We know that nothing's changing um, from the goalkeeper. We're starting with Roman Berkey, Josh Allen, as he's better well-known. He's absolutely killing it either from saving
0: shots or his distribution. And then I'll let you go with the back four. Yeah, I've liked, I've liked Roman. I, I think he continues to grow into the season, so I'm excited to see what he has. Hey, and by the way, for anyone joining in right now live, shoot us some questions. We no questions yet coming in or comments in there. We're about to get to them, so um, drop those in the chat if you have them. Uh, but, yeah, back four. Johnny Nelson, staple at left back, got his first assist in the last game. That was great to see. Center back pairing we just talked about. Josh Yarrow, Lucas Bartlett are my predictions I mean, you're hamstrung a little bit. Not too many options there. The Lucas Bartlett signing looks better and better by the week, considering it just happened, what, like two weeks ago, and he already has played substantial minutes at that position. So great for him to, to kind of cement his name in that spot. And then Jake Nerwinski rounds us out on the right back side. Had a hell of a game last game, his best game so far, I think, in a city jersey. So looking for him to expound on that further. Agreed. And going straight up from Jake Norwinski, looking at
1: Tom Solstrock on the right, getting his first goal, played a great game. I think we're going to hold him in the starting spot to his left. Obvious one, Idu Luvin, not making a move there. Blum is still out. Indy Vasilev is also playing his way into the starting lineup. We'll see where he could possibly end up when Blum does come back. And so is Jared Stroud. I think all the games that he's played and he's on the left of Indy, those guys have just been doing being rock solid and being kind of guys that I thought would be more utility guys, but
0: really making a mainstay in the starting eleven yeah yep so that that's the midfield right justin you rounded it out the only note thing i want to mention there too is i i've definitely if i'm a carnell you gotta give ostrock the nod for sure that, that's a debatable one you could maybe put Alm there but i think Alm didn't have his best of games last season i mean last last game and then i think ostrock came on provided the goal you know his confidence is buzzing now he did a great celly with the double finger guns after so i i love to see his confidence through the roof hoping he can continue that uh here at real salt lake but Let's go to our, our favorite duo up top, man. I, I know Klaus has played by himself both the way games so far, but I want to see Carnell go to having him and Nico start together. Nico Giacchini and Joao Klaus, they're a combination made in heaven from what it looks like so far, and I have no reason to expect they're not going to be able to break through this Real Salt Lake defense. Completely agree. The only thing I can hope for more is Joao learning how to
1: slide when he scores another goal this weekend. Celebrations, something that uh, I I I love
0: the idea when you're like, we need to take him out to the practice field and just teach him do some like do. fish or, and stuff like that. We'll figure just, it out. You can't get hurt, man. We we just got to have you either nail in the celly or like doing a different one. Like yeah. it, it, you don't 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 need to be a hero. Uh, all right, all right. You, with that starting eleven, what is your
1: prediction of the game?
0: Yeah, this last, is tough. Last
1: time you said three one, I said two zero,
0: so we both a goal off. But yeah, I up, I've I've gone back and forth on this one because I just I. I I don't know a little bit. There's the altitude you kind of have a thought for maybe, but this team has proven they're resilient to a lot of different factors. I want to say my prediction is 2-1 city win on this one. I still don't think we're the cleanest. I still don't think we're the cleanest on defense. I think we have some more shoring up to do and just getting into that, making sure we're not over committing on things and we're not giving up, you know, really, really dangerous opportunities. Uh, I think the guys are figuring that out though. So I think we're going to limit them. But I think you can't keep us off the board right now. I think we're going to put at least two past them. Okay.
1: I like that. Uh, I don't know if we're going to go 5-0. and I'm going to be a little bit more hesitant, especially with having uh, some of the injuries and guys out. I'm going to go with 2-2. I agree. We're not going to stay off the board. I think we're going to get another goal from either Nico or Joao. And I think Louvin gets one away this time, either on a, on a dead ball or a, a decently long shot. So I'm going with a 2-2 draw.
0: Got it. Got it. Okay. Well, let's uh... – Justin, is that your grahammer as well? Or are no. you defending We'll talk about it. So here's the grahammer. You yeah, give us the grahammer. We're used so
1: like I said, we use drafting all the time. Unfortunately, there's no player props out yet. Stay tuned to our tweets and Instagram for those later on. Right now, the money line um has already been moving. So we have Real Salt Lake minus one ten to win the game, us plus two sixty-five and a draw at plus two fifty. So we're looking again back at the odds of what we are similar to in our first game versus Charlotte. So Being a dog again, absolutely love it. The over-under in goals, the over two and a half has dropped to minus 130, and the under is plus 100. And before I get into my grammar,
0: Grahammer, Jake, what is yours? Yeah, with with my prediction, I mean, we're – I think over two and a half becomes my best bet for the day. I just think we're an over type of team where we play super open, up top, we score goals, we put a couple by them, that's usually a lock. I think we're over two and a half. We're a hundred percent in every game we've played so far. So that feels like to me, it's a, it's a good bet. And, and RSL is two thirds of the time for their, their two out of three games they've played so far. They've hit the over two and a half as well. So I think they're a leaky defense. We're a pretty explosive offense. So I think there's going to be goals in this one over two and a half. All right. So the
1: over two and a half that Jake's talking about is for the entirety of the game, we could win two to one like he was talking about. And that will still hit. If you took just city to score over two and a half goals again. So three goals again, what should we have done consistently? Plus 600. Something to think Ooh. about. I know. Over wow. one and a half is plus 180. That. What be are these a people doing there? I don't know, dude. Now I'm now I'm, I'm looking at this a little more. I already made <laughs> Mugger Hammer, though. It's similar to Jake's. I did not know that you are going with over two and a half. I'm going both teams to score in the over two and a half. That's plus 100. So you can get Jake's, like that. You, you can get Jake's over two and a half at minus 130. But if you think, unless you think that they're going to be at a 3-0, you might as well just throw in the both teams to score for a plus 100. I'm also going to do a little sprinkle on the tie. Um, and so the tie in the over one and a half is plus 330. So we talked about it earlier. The tie itself is just plus 250. Put a little over one and a half. I think it's not going to be a zero, zero tie. There's plus 330 for you. Something that's not out yet that I always want to look on when we get into player props as well. This isn't a specific player prop, but a team prop is looking at the over and corners. We have eight corners, uh, or sorry, yeah, eight corners, four corners, six corners, eight corners. So we're averaging, I would say, what is that? Like probably seven corners a game. Real Salt Lake has 19 corners uh, in three games. That's 6.33 a game. That's looking at 13 a game. I bet you the line comes out to be like nine and a half, 10. I'd probably take the over in corners.
0: Okay. we got a couple good looks coming into this one. Definitely an opportunity for some green. All right. Well, we are getting to the final segment of the show, Justin. Let's talk about some some listener questions. Uh, We got one of the comments actually live here from Andy. And I think we have some similar ones here, but... With international call-ups and injuries, sickness, is this actually an opportunity to see others get some minutes and then hopefully pay dividends when we hit the, the heat, humidity in the midsummer? I mean, 100,000%. That That's exactly what I think we're looking forward to here is who steps up and not not necessarily for who is going to displace that person that's sick or that's injured right now or away on duty, but who can we turn to in times where we probably will have more injuries piling up at some point soon. Uh, when it does get hot, maybe we do get a little bit tired and playing a lot more games uh, in a short amount of span. So I think, yes, 100%, this is an opportunity for Carnell and and, and staff to evaluate. Yeah,
1: and I think that's also with uh, one that we got on Instagram from Ryan. He says, does the international window help or hurt us? So with Real Salt Lake and us, so not obviously it's not going to help us with losing our guys, but versus their team. So I would have said that it's definitely hurting us with if we would have had lost Bloom, but we're already losing Perez and Hebert but they're keeping Sarajevo. So I would say, or Sarajevo, sorry. Severino. Severino. <laughs> I Sarajevo. Sarajevo, dude, I don't know. I think with that, I'm going to say that it hurts us more than it helps us. If they would have lost him, I think it
0: would have been a little bit more, even.
1: but that's why I'm going to say it hurts a little bit more this time. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Generally, it definitely, I think hurts most MLS teams. Um, should we prioritize the U S open cup this year coming from the Mount Vernon track and field cross country team? Uh, prioritize is interesting i think we're always going to want to make a make a a good move at the open cup considering how much history is here in st louis when it comes to that but in terms of prioritize never over the league certainly not not over the league but i think it'd be great to to compete for a trophy that may not be the mls cup this year so i definitely think the 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 staff will eye this and, and try to put forth a solid team to make sure that we we are we're competitive i uh, sorry. I was laughing. Mount Vernon track and field <laughs> cross country
1: team that rocks. I, that is by far one of the coolest, coolest people that we've had follow us. Yeah. Big fan of that. Um, we have another one from Adam. Are there examples of the altitude, um, and issues that we could cause or being upper underprepared for those? So I will say that's definitely something that Jake and I have talked about off, uh, off Mike. that off Yeah. Video? Yeah off mic uh that's I think that this is actually going to be one of those things where we are going to be well conditioned and it's definitely going to be hard it's harder to breathe up there and when you're playing and you're working so hard but the guys will get up there early they'll get adjusted to it within a couple days so I'm not overly concerned with that have another one Jake from uh from Alec if true Firmino wouldn't join into the summer window but if we hold form do we need him I'm not going to say that we need him but I'm not going to say that I wouldn't take him. And like we've talked about it, it might be a locker room thing, though. That's your that's your only problem is what kind of like if you're bringing in a guy with that much, uh, you yeah. know, that well-known worldwide and then you're throwing him into a team that could already be what? If come that time, we could be 10, 2, and yeah. 2. Who knows? Yeah. But so then it's like all the guys I'm like, wow, why this guy right now? So I think there's probably some sports maybe that also has that. But they would work through it. So I would take him.
0: I would take him too. I I don't want to mess with anything going on right now and I know we have some time before that would even become a reality and also give me some more hardcore evidence that this is even feasible before we get too deep into that rumor but I'm open to it for sure
1: last thing that I'll bring up Jake and then we'll get into what and it's kind of related to what you wanted to say for the end as well we had from Ryan on Instagram can we all pitch in to get a ball watching billboard in Kansas City (laughs) why, why, why is he mentioning Kansas City Jake
0: Oh man, yeah. So I'm sure a lot of the different podcasts will talk about it uh, this week. And if you haven't seen on Twitter, there's a lot going on between St. Louis and Kansas City. And just to give the quick story for you all, uh, a fellow podcast, Soccer Capital, shout out to shout out to the boys over there, had received a basically a cease and desist letter from the organization across Missouri, but also technically in Kansas, Sporting KC from their, their general counsel, a VP at the organization, asking them to have a conversation about potential infringement on a name of a podcast that they own called um, Soc- uh, Soccer Capital of America, America? right? Yeah. yeah. So ugh, it, it, it irks me for sure. And these guys have since changed names and basically they've gotten some of the best press though in the world. And I'm so happy for them because They deserve it. This is such a D bag move from a professional sports organization to focus in on a fan driven media Avenue, like a podcast because of a name that they shouldn't even have the rights to anyway. No one's ever called Kansas city, a soccer capital from what I have seen. And if that was reversed, what would we think about that? If that was St. Louis city going after a Kansas city fan driven podcast, for a name infringement we're like guys focus on the game like put that money towards something else we're gonna go fight a legal battle over a freaking name why don't you guys go pay to win a game maybe pay the ref with some of that money to actually gift you guys a win for the season like it's just beyond me saw some great tweets about
1: that that they have more seasons assists than they do wins so far this season I also think it's just ridiculous everybody in the U.S. is trying to grow soccer and they're trying to push one of the smaller podcasts down like and i'm not saying that they're one of the smaller podcasts but it's not like pushing alexia lalas podcast down or anything like that like let's grow together and especially being so close i think it's ridiculous just going to add to the rivalry i also went and looked up the soccer capital podcast of america it's defined they haven't, they haven't tweeted or put out a pod since december yeah. Their team has now played what, 3 or 4 games, but they're absolute trash, so it's probably it, yeah. hard to talk about.
0: It was a it was a podcast. This makes it even worse. It was a podcast that was spun up under Sporting KC's brand as a World Cup podcast. And that was the focus. They they started during the World Cup and they ended after the World Cup. They're done. They're done, but they oh. trademarked the name technically. So now they're claiming infringement which is also up for debate i'm not a legal expert but we spell capital differently and there's more words in theirs and also the guys that had soccer capital here had it longer in terms of usage and and applying it than those people did so there's so many different angles but none of them vilify none of them actually make KC sound any better than they are Focusing on the wrong, wrong things. I would hate it if that was my club, and I hope that the fans there hate it too, because it just, it's just wrong to do what they're doing. It just makes the May twentieth game in City Park oh, you know, much better, baby. That's oh, how you build a rivalry, man. And sporting aside, sporting like on the field aside, it's going to be a great sporting match. There's going to be a lot of bad blood there, but now you're giving the fans something to boo you about. Like they didn't need one before. It's going to be so hectic there so crazy and there is going to be so much bad blood already for what just happened and i kind of like it in hindsight i don't love that what happened to those, to those guys but i kind of like it for the rivalry because now we have every reason to hate these guys and and, and now it even stems into the corporate side of things for what they've done so KC, tough tough scenes we're coming for you now not scared whatsoever keep on losing not scared at all. Well, a little bit longer on this preview today. We had to address the sporting elephant in the room. Uh, but hope you all enjoyed some of the uh, some of the commentary on it. I, I encourage you to check out Twitter if you want to see any more there. There's plenty of great stuff going on. Alexi Lalas even picked it up. My favorite soccer pundit uh, out there. So uh, that's all we have for you all today. We'll catch you on Saturday. It's going to be a big game. Can we go to 5-0? and oh? I, for one, think it can happen. I know you're a little bit hesitant, but the boys are going to put out definitely a performance. You know, they're the backs against the wall, missing some guys, and they're traveling away here. But I think we could definitely come away from this with with a win and to be five five wins in on a five-game season so far. So I'm optimistic. All for City. All for City, man. Take care, everyone.